Welcome to week two. Today we begin the journey to learn about awareness of thoughts and emotions. Day eight, we're going to talk about something that, well, it's big. It's the psychology of the monkey mind. Have you ever heard of the psychology of the monkey mind? Hmm. I have. It brings me back to, well, the first time I took psychology in college, to tell you the truth. But the more that I've evolved and the more that I've learned throughout the years, the more that I realize that this is a huge concept. And I continue to learn and evolve and learn and evolve. After all, this is life. And life can be challenging. There will always be disruptive changes, conflict, disappointment, frustrations, and loss. Life will push us out of our comfort zones. We will have to make hard choices and terrible things will happen at one point. We do our best to deal with it. But the truth is that most people do not handle life changing and evolving and being just plain different. Let's look at what we've been going through in the last few months. Who knew? Did you think on New Year's Eve that this is what life is going to be like for this year? Nobody did. However, we've had to evolve and change. And I think that at most, we have done the best. And I think that it's important to believe that everybody is doing the best they can under their circumstances and based on who they are. We have a lot of knee-jerk reactions to what happens around us. We get locked into automatic responses and negative habits. Our thoughts and emotions and behaviors are mostly on autopilot. We aren't aware that we have a choice and that we can become aware of what's going on inside our mind and how our thoughts are causing us to respond to the stressors of life. If we were to be aware of this, we would eliminate so much suffering for ourselves. You see, it's not the challenges or the circumstances that are causing us to have problems or have negative experiences. It's really how our brain is reacting to the circumstances around us. The most important reason for us to really be mindful and be in the moment and be aware of our thoughts and emotions is because it will help us fight dysfunctional, negative, compulsive thinking and the result that has in our life and it stresses us out and creates these negative emotions. Well, let's back up a little bit. I don't want to make it seem like I am making your mind the enemy because really your mind is your ally. Mindfulness is going to help you master your monkey mind. The monkey mind is a state of mindlessness, which is the opposite of mindfulness. The good news is that when we get good at observing what our monkey mind is doing, we can take away the power to disrupt our life. 
So let's get to know the monkey mind better by looking at some of the reasons we think the way that we do. Okay, so I'm not going to get too technical here, but I do want to cover these things so that you have a better, clear understanding. These are things that I typically discuss at length when I'm working with clients. However, I do want to share this information so that you can use it to your advantage in your daily life and in this journey to become a peaceful you. Your mind has negativity biases, a desire for certainty, confirmation biases, and wants to belong. Assuming the worst is just part of what our minds are designed to do. Think about it. When our ancestors were hunting for food, our ancestors had this innate feeling that kept them safe. Their mind wanted to make sure that they weren't going to be eaten by some enemy or predatory animal out there. Now, even though we may be walking in the woods and then we hear a sound, our minds will react in the same way as our caveman ancestors did and sort of freak out and kind of flight. 99% of the times, we are not in danger. However, our brains don't really know that. Our brains are reacting in the way that they are programmed to do. That piece of the brain that actually has that fight or flight sensation is your amygdala. And it focuses on the negative because it wants to minimize pain. Our brains are high-wired to avoid anything that is going to cause discomfort and is going to always look for something that brings us joy. Now, I know that in my life, I've had a lot of different things that I go and I flight away from. For instance, when I started this podcast, my first impulse is to become overwhelmed and not know how to proceed mainly because my amygdala was saying, danger, danger, danger. You don't know this. You don't know this. This is out of your comfort zone. But ultimately, I used mindfulness to say, I am a beginner. I am learning. I am choosing to be able to do this. It's easy to really be able to give into that fight or flight sensation. In psychology, there is a term. It's hedonistic treadmill which confuses the constant search for external things to make us feel good. And ultimately, our brain is always going to be looking for something that makes us feel good. And we are going to confuse this for happiness. We are always expecting negativity, and we try to get away from it. This creates conflict for ourselves. But by becoming mindful and reminding us that we are not in danger, we can really be able to overcome the negativity biases that our brain has. Now, let's move on to the desire for certainty. Our brains are created to seek certainty. They don't like change. They refuse to see things in any way that is out of our comfort zone. Why? Because we want to be safe. Now, it's okay to understand that our brains are aware of this tendency and sabotages all of the time, but we can override our instincts and commit to life's changes we want to make 
by understanding that life is uncertain and that it's okay to live in a state of uncertainty from time to time. Take like what's happening right now with COVID. Our brain is saying, I don't know this. I don't know this. What's going on? Why do I have to wear a mask? This is not how we've gone to the grocery store for 20 years, 30 years. Uh Oh, uh oh, something is wrong. Danger, danger, danger. But ultimately, we can really overcome and say, hey, I am keeping myself safe. This is a new way of handling. This is a new way of living life for now and really trying to give ourselves those new messages. Next, you have confirmation bias. Confirmation bias is another powerful aspect of our brain function. What confirmation bias does is that it influences our perception to see the experience that we believe to be true. So for instance, if someone says something to you, like for instance, my husband said, hmm, you didn't buy XYZ at the grocery store? I can immediately interpret that as being a criticism. And if I'm already feeling uncertain about something, then that statement, although may not have been meant to be in that manner, it's how my brain is interpreting it. So it is important to understand that your mind is basically trying to help you affirm your belief system. If you believe that you did something wrong, you're going to find evidence of that in anything, in circumstances, and things around you. Now, the last thing that your brain and your monkey mind does is that it has belonging. Another aspect is the natural need to conform to society. This is why in society, we tend to go with the crowd. We tend to want to belong. We don't want to stand out. It is a natural survival mechanism and it allows us to work within a group. In today's society, we create a preoccupation with self-comparison. And I think that we see this a lot in social media. We want to belong and we want to have this nicely curated houses and nicely curated lives because we don't want to seem different from anybody else. Becoming mindful of our influences and how we relate to other people will help us regain the power over our own decisions. We still belong, but we don't have to conform. Understanding our monkey mind is essential to being able to create true lasting change. And I urge you to use mindfulness techniques in the techniques that you are learning here to better be able to manage your thoughts, what you spend your energy in your ability to determine your own destiny. Ultimately, we all have great potential. We all can do so many different things. It's just a matter of understanding our brains and understanding how our experiences and how our brains are processing the information and our reactions to that information processing. Ultimately, mindfulness of thought and how they create emotions, it's very key. Here's one of the things that you can do. When, you're to, when you have something happen, whether it be a tense conversation with somebody or someone cut you off in traffic, in order for you to gain mindfulness and become more present in the moment, it's important to ask yourself, what is going on? 
What does this mean? How should I feel about it? What should I do? Now, all of these questions are things that your brain has evolved to rapidly interpret everything because our brain is like a computer in addition to being a monkey mind. And when something happens, we don't necessarily notice that it's happening. Our brain automatically processed all of those questions. Being mindful is actually being able to look at them and really be able to analyze the answer to these questions. As we continue to move through this week, I will continue to explore these concepts for you. For today, I'd like you to take a deep breath and I'd like you to be able to center yourself in our meditation will be about setting an intention for the week. Sit yourself in a comfortable position. You could be laying down as well. Bring your hands to either your lap or your side and begin to connect to your breath. Take a deep breath in and out. As you continue to breathe deeply on your own, close your eyes if this is comfortable for you. Relax your neck, relax your jaw, relax your shoulders. Next, Feel the air coming in through your nostrils, in through your throat, into your chest, and expand your belly. And now, let it out. Remember, Our brains are powerful. They're designed to be able to help us, keep us safe, and help us grow. On the next breath, I'd like you to be able to walk with me. Slowly picture yourself walking a trail. As you're walking through this trail, you come upon a waterfall. And we see the water falling rapidly. We feel the strength of the water. By hearing the sound it makes as it hits the bottom of the waterfall. As we get closer and closer, we climb up to the top and we find the entrance to the cave behind the waterfall. As we go in, we notice that that water that is falling in front of us are the different thoughts that we sometimes are not aware of. 
It's okay. Watch the individual thoughts that you may be thinking or not being aware of. The coolness of the water is hitting your skin. Our thoughts tend to create emotions in us. Today, I want you to explore just watching your thoughts. Not looking at the emotions or the feelings that thinking certain things may create in you. It's okay to be an observer who curiously sees, I am thinking. Or create a mantra that says, thinking, thinking. Another way to be able to explore and to watch your thoughts is to pretend you are sitting at a train station. We're not trying to catch the thoughts or the train. We're just watching them come in and out of the station. Feel yourself being centered in this moment. And now, as you watch your thoughts, whether it be the waterfall that is rapidly falling at high speed, with a loud noise, or the trains coming in and out of the station quickly going on their way, I want you to set an intention to be present, to be aware, to be more open to seeing what you are thinking. For now, when you are comfortable, take a deep breath, become aware of your surroundings. Begin to listen again to the noises that may be in the room. Begin to feel the sensation of your body. And when you are ready, open your eyes. Exploration of our mind is something that we do for a long time as we continue to grow in mindfulness. Be kind. Be gentle with yourself. But most of all, be open and curious. This week, we will continue to explore this and use all of the tools that we have been learning to grow to be more peaceful. I congratulate you in this journey. And until tomorrow, remember, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Hi, everybody. I know that sometimes we get very lonely in this entrepreneur journey, and I want to invite you to join us into our 
limited time only, Purposeful You Mastermind. For many of us entrepreneurs, we believe that we can do it all. But the reality is that doing it alone only creates a lot of overwhelm. So join us at the Purposeful You Mastermind. You can find out more information by going to bit.ly forward slash Julie's Mastermind. This is going to be the place where you are able to then unlock your full potential and achieve long-term success for your business push you behind your current limits, expand your connections, discover new ideas, and implement them with confidence. You're going to get the support in all aspects and transforming you to the six-figure business you've been looking for. Pause and get off the hamster wheel if you've been spinning around. This is a time where you can get that support from like-minded entrepreneurs that are here to join you in your journey. Together, we can challenge the assumptions and land the speaking engagements and opportunities we want to grow our business and make an impact in the lives of people. See you then. Remember, you can find the mastermind at bit.ly, Julie's Mastermind.